Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for January 25th, 2021. This is a year of new levels for us. I believe that God has already declared it, and now it's time for us to walk in it. But if we're going to walk in new levels, we are going to have to do it on purpose. We have to be intentional about it. So I have been teaching a series entitled Progress on Purpose. <music> So now that we're looking at progress on purpose, I told you that we have to level up in a bunch of different areas, right? So I'm laying the foundation for the year. I told you we would cover leveling up spiritually, financially, physically, internally, and also externally. And so of those five, we've covered the first one already, right? And we broke that down. Now we're in the middle of the second one. So as it relates to finances, I told you that we, I was going to teach you about leveling up in the area of your finances in five areas, soul prosperity and the answer to poverty. We did that already. Tithes and offerings. We did that already. Sowing into ministry. That's today. And then giving to the poor and the purpose of prosperity. And I'll cover those as we keep going. So sowing into the, into ministry, right? Now, this is above and beyond. Now, tithes and offerings, for the most part, the first 10%, and then the offerings that you give beyond that, for the most part, people give that to their local church or where, wherever they're being fed. Now, what I'm talking about today is beyond that. What I'm talking about today is funding kingdom projects around the world, becoming a conduit of kingdom finance, where God can give you money with a mission and prosperity with a purpose, where you can now partner with God and partner with ministries to make kingdom impact on this planet. Say amen to that. All right. So what does this mean for you today? To answer this question, I'm going to do it a little bit different. Like what I normally do is give you a passage. We look at the scripture and then I go point by point by point, like three things, five things, five, you know, whatever. But I'm going to do something different today because the passage that I'm covering is Mark chapter 10 verses 17 through 30. It's the rich young ruler. And there's so much there that uh, I'm actually just going to go verse by verse and we're going to break it down that way. So this is progress on purpose, leveling up in the area of your finances, funding God's projects. You want to get to the point where you say, God, I want to partner with you to make a difference in this world, and I want to fund your projects around the world. Now, maybe you don't have the money to do it, right? I mean, I definitely didn't when I started, but you have the desire. Work with God to get the desire. Once you have the desire, then God will open up a way for you to become a conduit of kingdom finance, but it has to happen on the inside first, right? So we're going to look at Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 30. We're going to walk through this passage on today and set the tone for the whole week. So Mark chapter 10, verse 17, the rich young ruler, the Bible says, as Jesus started on his way, a man came running up to him and he kneeled down in front of him and he cried out, good teacher, what is the one thing that I must do to inherit eternal life. And this seems like a good question, right? He's like, all right, Jesus is walking with his disciples. There's a crowd there. This guy just jumps out of nowhere, drops at his feet. All right, what do I have to do, you know, for eternal life? And, and it seems like he was coming with good intentions and all of that. But we will see that this encounter did not last long. And so let's keep going. Verse 18. So Jesus responded, well, why do you call me good? 
the only one that's good is God. Now, I'm not going to teach on that point, but there's a, there's a message in verse 18 too, but I have to skip over it today because I have to be focused. All right, verse 19. You already know the commandments, Jesus said. Now, Jesus said this out of discernment. He says, now, the guy didn't tell Jesus. Jesus is telling the guy. He said, well, you already know the commandments, right? Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false witness or false testimony. Do not cheat and honor your father and your mother. He said that. Now, Jesus listed six of the Ten Commandments. Now, the Ten Commandments can be broken up into two sections. Four of the Ten Commandments deal with honoring God, and then six of the Ten Commandments deal with honoring men, right? People down here in this world. So four, God, six, men. Now, if you notice, Jesus said, you know the commandments, right? And he listed six of the Ten Commandments, and these were the six that dealt with honoring men, not with honoring God. So he was like, do you, you, you know those, right? Dealing with men. And the guy was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, verse 20, he says, yeah, teacher, I have carefully obeyed these rules or these laws since I was a young boy. So ever since I was a young boy, I have kept all six of those 10 commandments, the six that you mentioned. I have honored those and obeyed those ever since I was a young boy. Now, at least that's what he's saying, right? So he's saying, look, I got six out of the 10 down. Now, Jesus was going to address the fact that this, this man was not honoring God, though, right? And so he maybe, maybe, at least he was saying with his lips, I honor others, but Jesus was going to expose the fact that he wasn't honoring God. Verse 21, Jesus fixed his eyes upon the man. And then with tender love and mercy, he said, yeah, but son, there's one thing that you lack. One thing that you lack. He says, now go sell everything that you have give the money to the poor. Then you're going to store up for yourself treasures in heaven. And after you do this, come back and follow me, right? Do this and come back and follow me. So he was like, okay, you got six out of the 10 commandments. You say six out of the 10, check, 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 check. All right. Now notice that Jesus didn't say, but there's four things that you lack. Jesus was like, no, there's one thing that you lack because the four things is actually one thing, which is honoring God. The four commandments that deal with honoring God. He was like, I'm going to sum this up into just one thing. Remember when, okay, side note, remember when Jesus summed up all the teaching of the law and the prophets into two things on, first of all, love the Lord, your God with all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy soul, all thy strength. The second, he said, this is the first and the greatest commandment. The second is like unto it, honor your neighbor as yourself. Basically it was like everything that that's in the Bible can be summed up in honoring God and honoring man. The 10 commandments can be summed up in honoring God and honoring man. Four deal with honoring God, six deal with honoring man. He said, you got six out of the 10 down, but you lack not four things, one thing. The four things is one thing, honoring God. You have a lack of honor for God. To expose the fact that you have a lack of honor for God, to expose the fact that your heart is not right towards God, to expose your heart condition, go sell everything that you have, give the money to the poor, and then come back and follow me, right? And he was like, I'm giving you an invitation to join my ministry sell everything that you have because I'm exposing your heart condition. Verse 22, the young man, the Bible says, was completely shocked by Jesus's answer. And he walked away. He walked away sad because he was extremely rich. Now, Jesus didn't tell him to leave. He walked away. The young man was not expecting Jesus to expose him like that. Jesus was saying, listen, you have an opportunity to join me in ministry. Sell everything that you have Pass the heart test, pass the money test, and then you can join me. This is the only man in scripture that Jesus said, follow me to, 
who did not follow him. Why? Because money had a grip of his heart. See, the issue is not with you having money. The issue comes when money has you. Jesus was like, follow me. And the man couldn't do it because he couldn't, he couldn't pass the money test. See, it's a, it's a heart condition you, you cannot have, this man had the wrong relationship with money. The problem is if you have a wrong relationship with money, it's going to be hard for you to have a right relationship with God. As a result, this man turned down Jesus's invitation to join this team. He became sad and he left. He, he turned Jesus down because money was occupying the wrong place in his heart. Many people who are rich with earthly possessions have developed a level of trust and confidence in their money that competes against God. So this leads me to what Jesus said next, verse 23. Jesus looked at the faces of his disciples and he said, man, listen, I'm gonna take this as an opportunity to teach you guys a lesson. He says, it is hard for wealthy people for people that have a, a lot of money, it is hard for these people to enter the kingdom. He was saying that, listen, a lot of people that have a lot of money, they build up a love of money. It's not, money is not bad. Of course, money's not bad. It's the love of money. And some people have, they have a wrong relationship with money. They build up a love for money. They pursue money instead of pursuing God. They, they, when he was like, listen, people that have a lot of money, the chances are high that they, their confidence is going to be in their money instead of in their God. They put their confidence in their money as first place where God always wants to occupy first place. Remember, our God is a jealous God. So Jesus was pointing to the fact that a lot of people who have amassed fortunes in the world, uh, in this world, they put way more confidence in their money than they do in their God. And money, if you read the scriptures, is the least of all riches. There's nothing wrong with money, but it can't be the top. It's the least of all riches as it relates to the kingdom. Verse 24, the disciples, when they heard what Jesus said, they were startled. And, and they was like, whoa, what are you talking about? And then Jesus said to them, listen, it is next to impossible for those who trust in their riches to find their way, way into God's kingdom. It's easier for, one text says, for a camel to make it through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to make it into heaven. In this translation, it says it's easier to stuff a rope through the eye of a needle than for a wealthy person to enter the kingdom. And the disciples were like, what? What are you talking about? Because now watch this. Let me make this point. It's not like the disciples were saying, yeah, Jesus, rich people going to hell. Yeah, Jesus, tell them, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, you know, we're broke, so we're going to heaven. No, the disciples like, wait a minute, hold on. We don't know what you're talking about because it's not like we're broke, right? I mean, so help us understand what you're saying. Help us, listen, Jesus, you're saying something that's messing us up right now because we've been walking with you for three years and we lack nothing. So explain to us what you're saying. Verse 26, then Jesus was like, okay, let me explain. Uh, what actually they said to Jesus, well, then who can, who can be saved? Like, hold on, Jesus, if, if that's what you're saying, who can be saved? If you're saying having money is bad, then then are we bad? Because we never lack for anything, right? I mean, and so then Jesus goes on to explain about a hundredfold return, a hundredfold harvest. So it can't be that Jesus was saying money was bad because then why would he talk about even getting more, right? Money makes an excellent servant, but a poor master. Verse 27. Okay, let's, let's get an understanding. Jesus looked at them and said, listen, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Listen, it is possible for you to have a lot of money 
and for money not to have you. It is possible for you to walk with God and for you to have more than enough, to have, for you to have exceedingly abundantly above. God made Abraham rich. God made Solomon rich. God made David rich. God made Solomon the richest man on the planet. Matter of fact, God made Solomon the richest man on the planet. He was a trillionaire, trillionaire by most accounts. And then Solomon said in Proverbs 10 and 22, the Lord is capable of making you rich. And when he does it, he has no sorrow with it. There are rich people that commit suicide. There are rich people that, that can't sleep at night. There are rich people whose marriages fall apart. He was like, no, no, God can make you rich. And he has no sorrow with it because he has a way of doing it. But this is possible, but it's possible through God. It is dangerous. He's saying, listen, yeah, I understand that, that the pull that money can have, but it is possible for you to have lots of money and for you to honor God and for you to fund kingdom projects around the world. Verse 28, Peter said, well, listen, uh, let's be clear about something, Jesus. We have given up everything to follow you. I had a fishing business. Remember, I sold from my fishing business into your ministry. I gave up everything. I gave up my fishing business. We've given, we have all, all of us that are standing here, we have given up everything to follow you. And then Jesus was like, well, well hold on. It, it, Peter was like, listen, I want to make sure maybe this guy was not willing to give up everything to follow you, but we have. And we're not saying this with our lips. We did it already. And we've been doing it for years. We've been sowing into your ministry. He, he was like, hold on, Jesus. We have, we have seed in the ground. To use the language that I used last week, he was like, hold on, Jesus. We've sown into your ministry. We have seed into the, in the ground. And then Jesus, what Jesus said next is the point of my message today. I said everything that I said to get to verse 29. All right. So listen, verse 29, Jesus said, listen to my words. Let me be clear with you about something, Peter. Anyone who gives up anything, who leaves his home behind, who chooses me over his children, his parents, his money, his possessions, his business, whatever for me and for the gospel, there's no way it's going to come. I'm not going to be in debt to you. No, it will come back to you a hundred times more in this lifetime. What are you going to, what are you going to reap? Whatever you sow, homes, family, mothers, brothers, sisters, children, possessions, whatever, whatever you sow, you're going to reap a hundred times more. Now in this world, now it will come with persecution because people are going to talk about you. If you start to, to grow financially and still be a Christian, people are going to talk about you. But then he says, and then after that, you're still going to have eternal life. Jesus was like, listen, let me be clear to you, Peter, and let me be clear. This is Rick Pena. Look at me. I want, I want to be clear with you about this. Jesus was saying, listen, God is the Lord of the harvest. God will never be in debt to you. Whatever you give up for God, for Jesus, for the kingdom, for the advancement of, of his kingdom plans and purposes, whatever you give up, you, you give up money, you give up uh, time, you give up your business, you sow from your business, you give up a car, you give whatever you give up, you are going to reap. And then Jesus said, you're going to reap a hundredfold now in this world. Don't talk to me about spiritual stuff. He was like, no, this is not. He said, and with this, you're still going to get a You're still going to get eternal life. He was like eternal life. That's a different discussion. He said, no, you're going to get whatever you sow into ministry. There's no way that my father, Jesus was saying, who's the Lord of the harvest is going to stand by and watch you sow sacrificially into ministry to advance me and the kingdom. And then it's going to turn around and not bless you richly. No, you're going to receive a hundredfold win now. And with that eternal life also. So let me give you some closing thoughts as we close out this message. Jesus made this statement. 
Don't come to me with, oh, but you know, the Bible says it's easier for a rich man, uh, uh, for a camel to make it through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to make it into heaven. Yeah, the Bible does say that. Jesus did say that, but read the context. In the same conversation, he talked about receiving a hundredfold. In the same conversation, he said, you're going to get a hundred times more than whatever you sow now in the earth, in this time, and with that eternal life. So you have to read everything in context. See, Jesus, his point was that, listen, God is not opposed to you having money. God is opposed to money having you. People that, that get to the point where money has you, these are people that are not free to do whatever God tells them to do with money. Jesus was like, okay, dude, you have a lot of money. This is what I want you to do. The father says, the father who gave you the money, go sell it, give it to the poor, come back. And then there's no way Jesus was saying, if that dude would have done that, my father would have blessed him richly even more, even more. There's no way that, listen, if you open up your heart to fund kingdom projects around the world, and in most cases, that's going to happen through ministries. Like Isabella and I, we, we sow into a lot of different ministries every month, above and beyond tithes and offerings. Tithes and offerings, that's one thing. We then sow into ministry. Tomorrow I'm going to deal with, uh, we still got another one, you know, giving to the poor. That's a different category. But no, we, you want to fill all these categories, tithes, offerings, sowing into ministry. People sow into our ministry. Why? Because we're doing things in the Dominican Republic. Okay, well, you can't go to the Dominican Republic. We can go. You, you're not there to support those kids. We're there. When you, when you write a check or you, you give online to Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries, you're partnering with us. You're sowing into kingdom projects. And my God, who's the Lord of the harvest, is going to say, there's no way I'm going to be in debt to you. I'm going to make sure that if you sow into kingdom projects, if you're advancing the kingdom, if you want to be a conduit of kingdom finance, I'm going to bless you richly. And with that, you're still going to have eternal life. And so this is not an issue of eternal life. Listen, let me just say this about eternal life. You can go to heaven. This is not an issue about you going to heaven. You can say, God, I'm not going to give nothing. Okay. If you've accepted Jesus as Lord, you're still going to go to heaven. You can be like, I'm not going to give nothing. I'm not going to let nobody touch. That church ain't going to get my money. Okay, fine. Hey, that you have a wrong relationship with money. You don't have an understanding. You haven't been taught, right? So you're still going to go to heaven, but you're not going to maximize your purpose and potential in the world because down here you need money to get things done. So if you want to maximize your purpose and potential and you want to level up, you got to level up in this area as well. You got, and, and so let me just speak to somebody that's like, okay, well, Rick, I want to give, but I, okay, fine. I was there too. I wanted to give and I didn't have no money. Okay. Open up your heart. Say, Lord, I want to be a conduit of kingdom finance. You put the money in my hands and I'm going to sow it. And then God will do it. And as, as, as he puts the money in your hands, you got to sow and you got to sow and you got to sow. And if you continually sow, I'm telling you, you will continually reap. You have to live with not a fear of running out. You have to live with faith in running over. I hope that this, this helped you understand that. Listen, the conversation with the rich young ruler, Jesus was not saying money is bad. Go sell everything. You see, Jesus said, go sell everything. Why do you, what are you talking about? Read the context, read the context. This man, Jesus said that to that man because he had an issue with money in his heart. If you don't have an issue with money in your heart, then that's not, that's not the issue. You can have the money because the money doesn't have you. And now you are a conduit of kingdom finance. You got it? All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this over your life. Say, Father, I know it is your desire that I walk in new levels in 2021. You are leading me to level up. In every area of my life, I level up financially. I honor you with the tithe. I give offerings above and beyond the tithe. And I open my heart to be able to fund 
your kingdom projects around the world. As I do, I know that you, Father, as the Lord of the harvest, will see to it that I receive a hundredfold return on every seed sown. You give me money with a mission. You give me prosperity with a purpose. This year, I become a conduit of kingdom finance on this planet. Therefore, I boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to, and you want my notes, right? Go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. This is a message you might need to listen to again. Listen, I'm trying to cover these areas, these five areas. And then as it relates to each one, I'm breaking them down because I want you to level up in every area of your life. You got to master money so that you can make the most of the opportunity and then leave an inheritance for your children and your children's children. That's what the Bible teaches. Do me a favor. Do two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if uh, this message has been a blessing to you. And then I go back and I read every comment. And then also share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. I will see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.